Hi, listeners. Welcome to the She Speaks Life podcast, a weekly encouragement where we share our God stories. I'm your host, Jamie Elizabeth, and I am so glad you are spending time with us today to listen. Hi, friend. Welcome to this week's episode. We are kicking off this year of 2021 with my friend, Amy Connell. Amy is a podcaster herself on her own podcast called Graced Health. I love how she ties our health with well-needed grace and covers so many topics to help us on our health journey. Hi, Amy, and thank you for joining us. Hi, Jamie. Thank you for having me. And I don't know about you, but I am excited for a new year. Yeah, (laughs) I know. I think we can all say uh, 2020 was a little unexpected and not as what we thought it was. We were like, 2020, perfect vision. And, you know, let's set out all these dreams and goals and kind of the world stopped and shut down, right? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, I've seen some really great memes about it. I think one of the best one was a a shirt that had five stars, but like were not filled in. And it just said, 2020 would not recommend. (laughs) That's awesome. That was really great. Whoever came up with that was really creative. Yes, yes. Towards the end of the year, I saw one with uh, Nellie from Little House on the Prairie and her grouchy face saying, this is what 2020 was like. (laughs) For those of you who have watched Little House on the Prairie, it's a pretty old show, but yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, anyway, well, here we are, a fresh year, and I know... God's mercies are new every day, so I know we don't need you know a fresh new year, but we have fresh new days, and that's what I love about the Lord and His goodness. And so I would love for you just to share more about yourself and how Graced Health came about for you, how why this podcast is important to you, and what makes health something that you have found focus on in life. Sure. Well, I will start at the end, which is I never, ever, ever expected to have a podcast or to have a ministry called mm-hmm. Graced Health. <laughs> um, I am a, a little about me because you asked that. I am a wife to a really amazing off the grid man. So he does not like his pictures anywhere. Um, <laughs> we've been married. Yeah, I know. I know. I have to. Yeah. If you ever see his face, it's a really big deal. And I've gotten permission to use it. Um, But we've been married 23 years. So we have now been married longer than we have not been married in our lifetime. Um, We have two boys uh, who are 15 and now 17 years old, ninth and 11th grade. And I am a mom to a stray pit bull we picked up. (laughs) She She just arrived on our on our driveway and uh we named her grace and i say that god uh god gave us grace she is a very sweet loving dog and i uh never expected to have a dog because both of my kids are allergic to them but uh the family decided that we needed it and or needed her and uh we're dealing with that in other ways with allergy shots and all of that kind of stuff but i was gonna say you 
you got a girl dog that arrives on your doorstep. You have two boys, which we have the same age, but I have a boy and a girl, 17 and 15. But so you're in the middle of those teenage years. And I love how God brought you a girl dog because you don't have a girl. So you're like, okay, I'll take, okay, a female dog with, and I'll name her Grace. Yes. Yes. Yeah. She showed up kind of right in the middle of when God was really working on my heart to start Grace Mm. Health. And so Mm. I think that Nate, that word was just in the forefront of my mind all the time. And uh, she is, she's a really sweet, sweet dog. And I love that she's a girl. And uh, with a lot of what I do now, it just makes me smile because I one of my very favorite things to do is uh, work with teen girls. I'm a personal trainer. So I work primarily with women in their 40s and 50s. But Mm -hmm. um, the last few years over the summer, I have done group training for, uh, for teens. And I love working with them. And I, and I do feel like God allows me to work with these girls and allows me to breathe life into them in ways other than movement, because I have these boys. And so they hear the messages that I'm giving them. But, um, you know, there's a boundary there that I don't have to cross because I don't have daughters. So right. I don't know if that makes sense or not. I mean, it, like yeah. it's important for my boys to know the message that I am trying to communicate in my ministry. But at the same time, you know, they don't have any skin in the game in terms of like dealing with the female issues that we have and the female body issues that we have. And um, and so I, I feel like it's a really clear boundary that I don't have to worry about crossing because I I would never want to lose my children's trust in working through my ministry, if Mm -hmm. that makes sense. Yeah. I love that you're working with the teen girls. That's awesome. And especially in, I think that season of being a girl teen, kind of going through those body image issues, comparing, and it's just part of the culture at that age is so heavily influenced to look a certain way. And if it's tempting to have a distorted image of your body. And I think it's so important to bring that message of how God has uh, made us unique and that we should be loving ourselves because he made us in his own image. So when we don't like ourselves or we're nitpicking, we're actually nitpicking God's creativity because we were uniquely made. So I love that you're able to be that light at that age where it's just so, you know, magnified, I think, right? Yes. I love how you said that, Jamie. We're nitpicking his creativity when we're nitpicking ourselves. Mm-hmm. I haven't ever heard those words to gr- together, but that's so true. So yeah, I work with, you know, I like to use the words strong and how you feel. And like, I never talk about body size or losing weight no, or yeah. anything like that, um, because I, I'm just trying to give them a different perspective and, you know, trying to help them see that they feel better when they move or, you know, that, you know, I've worked with some volleyball athletes and it's like, this is going to help prevent injury. And they have been an added unexpected blessing of personal training for sure. Yeah, for sure. So good. Okay. So you have this podcast, Graced Health, obviously, you know, tie in grace with your health. Do you want to just expand on that a little more? And just what's that health perspective that you want people to hear and be encouraged about? 
Yes. Like I said, I never had any intention of doing any of this. I grew up pretty much obsessing over my body or, you know, what I thought it was supposed to look Mm -hmm. like uh, for way, way, way too many years, obsessing over my exercise or about my food. I felt a lot of shame if I had that piece of cake or if I missed a workout. I'm the girl who tore out a picture of a bottle and from a magazine back when we used to, you know, a lot of magazines, you know, and stuck it on my mirror. And I was like, this is what I want to look at. And it didn't even occur to me. That's not what I was supposed to look like, because that's not how God made me. And this girl was 5'10". And she was one of those long and lean characters. And I'm 5'4". And I'm like, you know, I'm strong and I'm curvy. And like, I don't know why. Maybe if we (laughs) work out harder, we'll get taller, right? Amy, I'm 5'2". So... (laughs) Maybe if we do more pull-ups, lengthen yeah. up. Let's hang upside down. Then we'll be 5'10". I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, I, I always had this really distorted view and unrealistic expectation of what my body was supposed to look yeah. like. I mean, I am not, I'm just not a naturally like thin and lean person. And so there was a lot of obsession that was surrounding that and um, a lot of time and energy spent on those things. What age do you feel like that started for you? Oh, boy. You know, I think it was a slow burn. I think it probably started around in high school. I mean, that's like the little the picture that I just referenced. I mean, that was absolutely, Mm -hmm. I remember the house I lived in. And that was when I was like a sophomore or junior in high school. And then going to college, you know, sitting around the table with a whole bunch of women. I was in a in a sorority, which I love, and it was a wonderful experience, but put 80 women together or, you know, 80 college girls oh, yeah. together in a house. Yeah. And, you know, there's some, there's just there's some comparing kind of, and some competition. <laughs> a little, yeah. a little bit, a little I bit. Know. And then of course, there's, there's a lot of psychology that goes into yeah. it of like, well, if everybody else at the table is saying that they're fat, then maybe I should too. Right. And yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, there was a lot of, um, a lot of that that went into it. And then really it just got worse and worse. You know, part of my story is I had two babies uh, 20 months apart. And after I had the second one, I wanted to be a hot mom. (laughs) And then it turned into this, this obsession of like, how many hours of exercise can I get in in a week? And again, with the shame, like my kid would have a Thomas the Train cupcake, and I would feel a lot of shame for eating it. Oh, I'm not supposed to eat this. This is a bad food. And, Mm -hmm. and really growing into that. And really during my 30s was also a time that I spent I don't, I hate to say I led a Bible study. I, I, I think a coordinator is a better one because I never felt biblically or spiritually wise enough to be a leader, but that was something God called me into doing. And so my, my faith was really growing. I've known Jesus my whole mm-hmm. life, but during that mid thirties time period, this group of women was really instrumental in, you know, helping me grow closer to God. And at the same time, my obsession was was getting worse and worse and worse. And it was kind of like I was on, they were on these parallel paths. And I like to use the example of like a trail mix, like a, my faith was in one container and my parenting was in another container and my being a wife and then my faith. And it took me a while to integrate all of those. Mm-hmm. But once that faith and my health crossed paths, I heard this whisper from God one time and he said, 
maybe you're spending more time thinking about the food you're going to eat and the exercise that you're going to do than you are thinking about yeah. me. And that was painful (laughs) because I had grown closest, close enough to him. I mean, it's just like when your spouse comes to you and you're like, you know what, this is, this is going on and this is really bugging me. Like it, it hurts. Mm -hmm. So that started the change. It wasn't like a, a switch overnight, but I really started trying to integrate that. And then he started showing me that my body doesn't have to be perfect. My exercise doesn't have to be, or, or my food. And, and he's, you know, started teaching me that, look, I gave you these foods to eat and, you know, there's not good and bad foods. Everything is permissible, but not necessarily beneficial, you know, just Mm -hmm. like it says in the scripture. And, and I really started finding balance and, you know, the, the balance that he gives us and the grace that he gives us with that. So if I have a bad day, then I give myself grace and we start again at that next moment, not even necessarily the next day. Mm -hmm. So with that, then he started saying, okay, I want you to write and you're going to one day write a book, but right now we're just going to start blogging. And I stuck my fingers in my ears and I told him, no, God, (laughs) I'm not going to do that. (laughs) The world does not need another health and fitness blogger, but uh, you know, God gets his way. Yes, yes. <laughs> I know. And, and I think that's the number one enemy tactic is saying, oh, there's so many out there. You're going to get, you know, drowned and, you know, no one's going to hear you or nobody's going to read your stuff. But I love how God, just like he uniquely makes us, uniquely makes our voices too. So even though you've got some a similar topic, no one has your voice the way you write and your story. So absolutely. I mean, yeah, the enemy definitely has tried to plant a lot of doubts, yeah. seeds of doubt in me. There's nothing new under the sun. Right. But God has given me the my unique story, my unique voice. And so mm-hmm. that really kind of morphed into I did what he said. I I started mm-hmm. writing a blog and it took me a while to kind of figure out exactly what he wanted me to be talking about. I started off talking a lot about body image stuff mm-hmm. and thankfully that's kind of hidden. <laughs> you mm-hmm. have to really go searching for that stuff now. <laughs> Stopped blogging as much and now focus on the podcast cuz I realized that's how I that's how I connect with people mm-hmm. is listening to them in my ears and uh, started this Grace Health podcast. And I say it's to provide women with simple and grace-filled ways to take care of themselves and enjoy a little chocolate in the process because I am not a believer in perfection. And I don't think God expects us to be perfect in anything, including health. Probably a lot more information than you wanted, but that was the genesis of Grace Health. And about a year ago, he called me to work on that book. So I have been working on that over over the last year. Yeah, I love that. And I just got to say, I can relate to all of that, the body image stuff, my concern on what I'm going to eat and my next workout and making sure I do all those things every day. And if I don't do it, then there was just all this guilt and shame. So I I totally understand that because I went through that in my own life. And I got to say, it's so tiring. It's exhausting to live that way. And you don't even know you're in it. And it takes this life lesson, just this growth process, I think, in our spiritual walk. And finally, God gets our attention and says, hey, 
you know, remember me? Hello. You know, you're putting other things uh, in front and on your top of your list where I should be. And so I, I feel like as I started to get more grounded in the word and my relationship with Jesus started to grow, he started to reveal to me the things I needed to work on and adjust and get the right perspective, like you were saying, not compartmentalize my faith, uh, because I did that too, where it was just this strict, regimented, you know, disciplined eating and working out. And then I left God out of all that and he was off to the side. And we cannot compartmentalize God because he wants to be involved in all those areas of our life. He desires that. And so when we do, it gives us this sense of freedom, feel more free. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, totally. You're right. It is exhausting. I mean, it that is a lot of time and energy. And you know, everybody kind of thrives in different areas. And that's something I've really had to learn. I do not thrive with strict rules and strict boundaries. Mm-hmm. I have people in my life who do and and that's fine. But for me, it's exhausting. And, you know, I would used to like count my calories and, you know, track everything really, really heavily. And I still do. I'm like, I still go in seasons where I will do it. But my mindset is different. And my calorie counter said I had 57 calories left for the day and I was starving. Well, then I would be like, well, I can only have 57 calories. Like that's some magic number, right? right? right. Yeah. <laughs> now I'm like, no, I'm just going to eat something and give my body what it needs. And then, you know, and that's that like God has designed my body to overrule any kind of piece of electronic equipment, provided I'm, I'm mm. fueling it with the right foods. And, you know, it's one thing if you're a whole bunch of sugar all day long or something like that. Yeah. yeah. But mm. yeah, well, and you know, what's funny too, is my first blog post went live the first week of May, 2016. And my church at the time was doing a series called Not My Own, and it was like Not My Own, the body series. And so our uh, church family was really t- having this focus on getting healthy and feeling our foods, you know, body well with the foods God gave us. And I walked into church two days before my blog post, my very first blog, blog post was supposed to go live. And I walked in, I'm honestly, Jamie, I was like, I'm just here because yeah. <laughs> I because I like to go like I run I eat kale I drink my water like what is he gonna tell me that I don't already know I mean right <laughs> yeah <laughs> let, let me tell you what happens when you tell you that to God walking into his home yeah yeah <laughs> so the yeah so the message that day was we take care of our body so we can do what we're called to do. Mm-hmm. And it's not so it can look a certain way. And but it, it he really honed in that God has plans for us. And he has plans for us now he has plans for us later. Mm-hmm. And it is our responsibility to take care of that so we can execute so we can live out God's message so we can live out our purpose that he has for us. And I was blown away, yeah. honestly, like that that hadn't ever occurred to me. Right. I mean, that's a really big component of my ministry now is like turning that around. It's like, okay, I haven't had a great day. And maybe that impacted how I feel this afternoon. Like, you know, did I eat something that I, you know, didn't, that doesn't agree with my body at lunch? Well, I might feel a little sluggish in the afternoon. So 
I call that like a micro goal. So like, or a micro calling, like I'm, maybe I wasn't able to do that, but on the overall, I can still, I'm still taking care of my body well enough mm-hmm. to do whatever it is he's calling me to do tomorrow, you know, like a macro calling, yeah. like a bigger one. Yeah. That's the grand perspective right there, right? Taking care of our bodies so we can live out the calling, the purpose that God has for our life. And I mean, I remember the first time I heard that, you know, I wish I heard that when I was younger, you know, that probably totally. would have shifted my mindset. And I think that's great. Uh, as many people as possible getting that message out there because that totally changes the perspective on how we do things in life, how we work out and eat. Okay, so I noticed you have a free download focused on, you call it breaking some of the health rules kind of share a little bit about this. I'm interested. This sounds really interesting. (laughs) Yes. Uh, The first thing you need to know is I am a rule follower by nature, which I think is what got me into this whole mess in the the first place. You know, if I, if I read that I had to exercise a certain amount, I would do that if I, and then feel shame. If I didn't, if I read that I was supposed to eat so many fruits and vegetables a day, I would try and do that and feel shame if I didn't. And so this all comes from my own personal experiences, Mm -hmm. to be quite honest. The book that I talked about uh, that I've been working on is tentatively titled, I Have to Work Off Dessert and Other Rules to Break. (laughs) (laughs) Because how many of us, and I'm raising my hand over here, how many of us have said that like, oh, I've got to work off dessert. I know. And it never works. Oh, the math just does not add up. No. The math does not add up. <laughs> uh-uh. <laughs> but that's what that's what this whole book has been focusing on is taking all of these things that we've heard or that are Pinterest memes or that you might see in the gym, depending on the management's philosophy on exercise. Mm-hmm. And really kind of it really does try and break them. And it's science-based, it's scripture-based, and the hope is that it gives readers release from a lot of the shame that we feel when we that we're living up to these rules. So the rules for enjoying shame free health, one of those is a break, you know, break this rule, I have to work off dessert. Mm. Um, And a lot of that is because when we tell ourselves we have to work off dessert, we're really taking away the joy of the moment, because oftentimes we're just, you know, being with someone and digging into a piece of chocolate cake together, which is something I love to do, like, that's a joyful moment. And there's something that goes beyond just, you know, the sugar, obviously, it's not something we want to do all the time. Yeah, but it also takes away the joy of movement. And it starts using exercise as a form of punishment, Mm. rather than us moving our bodies in a way that God wants us to move Mm them. And in a way that he he gives us joy. You know, mm-hmm. some people may love doing Zumba. I, it, and Zumba is wonderful. I've just, and it's fun. I've done it before, mm-hmm. but it's not really my, my gig. Some people love indoor cycling or their Peloton or, yeah. or spinning or you know, whatever, whatever it is. I feel like a hamster <laughs> to yeah, eat that. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> I, I used to teach it, but yeah. that's not, you know, I have my own ways of moving that I love to do it. And so when we have this shame of, I have to work off dessert, then we're, we're really using our body and we're using our exercise as punishment mm-hmm. and we're punishing our body for a decision our brain made. So I don't want to negate the importance of fueling well and 
giving our body the foods that God gave us. He he gave us a lot of really wonderful, beautiful, tasty foods. Mm-hmm. And so I, I don't want to say like, oh, we can just have dessert all the time every day. I mean, that's not what I'm saying. But when we do choose to have it, enjoy it. Yeah. And then, but don't feel like you've got to do some sort of a numbers math game and, and work that off mm-hmm. uh, you know, the next day in the gym or starving yourself. Yeah. <laughs> that's another thing that, that people can do. Uh, yeah. So that's one of the rules. Another rule, you know, we've heard this, no pain, no gain, mm-hmm. which I have a real problem with, especially as I'm getting older. Uh, yeah. Pain is pain is a gift because it's your body telling you that something's not right. Or it's your body telling you that you need to move a different way, or you need to pay a little more attention to it. And pushing through that pain is not honoring the signals that your body is designed to give mm-hmm. us. I understand that maybe that wasn't the total intention of it, but I think telling ourselves no pain, no gain is really doing our own internal communication signals that that are God given for a reason. And uh, it's ignoring that. Yeah. So yeah, work hard. I mean, I love I love running so fast that I'm like, bent over hands on my knees, breathing hard, Mm -hmm. like and like that I'm my abs are sore the next day. Like I love that kind of hard work. Mm -hmm. But boy, I've also done that and pulled a hamstring. (laughs) And you know, that kind of that's not good, right? right? And I wasn't able to do that longer. I think it's important to listen to your body, right? And I think where that no pain, no gain is no soreness, the no muscle gain, right? Like it just needs to be a little more descriptive (laughs) because I think that was more of I, that's the way I took it anyway, was the pain meant muscle soreness. And then you wouldn't gain any muscle if you don't have muscle soreness. But I agree. I mean, there is definitely some sayings out there that need to be clarified that need uh, a different perspective. And I think too, when you're going back to enjoying that piece of cake with a loved one. And, you know, that's so, that heart posture is what I go back to. And, you know, how many of us, I'm guilty of this, where I'm standing in front of the pantry and eating, you know, chocolate, whatever, you know, something that's not so good for me. Or I'm standing in front of the freezer and I've got a spoon and I'm shoveling ice cream right out of the carton. (laughs) We've all done it. We've all done it. Okay. I'm going to be very transparent here. And yeah, that heart posture there, it's kind of like you're not really wanting somebody to walk in on you. Right. And how many times has my like 15 year old son come walking into the kitchen and be like, mom, oh my gosh, you're going for it. You know, or, you know, saying <laughs> something like that, but obviously makes you laugh. You catch yourself. Oh, wow. I'm just, you know, yeah. in a food coma over here. And it's kind of that heart posture is more of I'm self-medicating, whether I'm too tired. I am a person that will go for the bad things when I'm exhausted, when I'm tired. And that's, yeah, one, yeah that is a trap for me. So I know if it's 10 o'clock at night and for some reason I'm not already asleep and you know I just need something sweet or something salty, and usually that salt is 
on a carb of some sort. Um, (laughs) It's just one of those things where I need to be aware of and know, oh, okay, this is more of emotional eating. So my heart posture isn't there where I'm actually enjoying something with a loved one and we're chatting over something sweet and you know it's it's that other side of eating where we're trying to kind of be alone isolate ourselves right with it and just kind of let it take care of whatever emotion we're going through whether you know your trigger is you know sadness or being tired or you know some people like to eat bad things when they're happy you know i mean it's just it depends on who you are and what what triggers that. So yeah, and and really being in tune with our emotions, yeah. which is a hard thing to do. I realized, oh gosh, probably within the last couple of years that I am more of an emotional eater than I thought I was. Mm-hmm. I'm kind of my personality is such that it doesn't get really high and it doesn't get really low. When I think about emotional eating, I like I I visualize like hunkered down in the pantry, you know, sobbing while I was shoving Oreos in your mouth you yeah. know, or something like that. And I never did that. So no. I was like, Oh, I'm yeah. not an emotional eater. But what I have found that I do is um, when I get frustrated with something that I can't control, mm-hmm. I often will walk into that pantry because yeah. that's something I can control. Mm-hmm. And again, it's, I love how you say the heart posture and it's, you know, not necessarily, I mean, it's when I feel that way, those are emotions, mm-hmm. but it's, you know, it's what we do with those right. that can be either helpful or harmful. Mm-hmm. And it's, you know, I don't think that that's what God wants me doing when I don't feel like I have control over something. Mm-hmm. Let's take it to him. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Let's see what he has to say about this rather than, yeah, looking for the Lay's potato chips, which are my salty go-tos yeah. <laughs> if we have that around. Yeah. It's really hard having teen boys in the house because they are always <laughs> I, hungry. I know. <laughs> and it's and so, always the stuff it, that you know, there. doesn't really go well with women in their 40s, you know? Mm-hmm. because they will I mean I will make like I'll get real food and make something out of that most of the time but they're too lazy to do that and so and gosh they're all I mean they're always hungry yeah (laughs) I know and they're always eating because they're active I've got two athletes and yeah so the the crap that I have in my house is really I mean like I have to really be in check with am I you know having this? Should I be having it? Am I having too much of it if I've chosen to, you know, all Mm -hmm. of that kind of stuff? Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's complicated. It's, you know, it was one thing when they were like little and it was, you know, goldfish and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. But yeah, there's just a, a, a copious amount of food in my house. And I'm glad and I'm grateful that we have an abundance of it. I will I wanted to say that. I mean, that's something I say almost every yeah. night with our with our dinner prayer. I'm like, thank you, because I know that that's not everybody's story. So I'm grateful that for that. There but it yeah. does make yeah. it does make it harder. A sometimes. more tempting. I know if my son goes with me to the grocery store, I look in the basket <laughs> and I'm like, hmm, this is like a his name is Braden, what we call him Bubba. I'm like, this is a Bubba cart, okay? Because I'm not buying Gushers and Pringle, you know, the canned Pringles. Yeah. And <laughs> it's 
<laughs> but you know what? I don't know about you, Jamie, but I will do that because I'm like, oh, well, if they came to the store with me, I mean, it used to be when they were little, oh, I'm yeah. like, if I could get to the grocery store by myself, that was heaven. Yeah. And now I'm like, oh, I'm so glad that they're with me. I love spending time with them. And uh-huh. of course, they've got so much going on. So yeah. I'm like, yeah, you can get the, you can get the Pringles. Yeah. Sure. You know, you're with now. mom at the grocery <laughs> Totally, yeah. totally play yeah. us. <laughs> we're like, oh, yeah, this is maybe why they do this. This is why they're coming to the store with us. Yeah. Yeah, yes. Yes, yeah. for sure. No, and I love, um, we just talked about emotions, and I love how you said, take it to the Lord, because I think with our emotions, we can sometimes even know our, you know, we were talking about being aware of how we're feeling, but when we do know, sometimes we just don't care. And we're just like, well, I know I'm stressed or I know I'm tired, but I don't care. I'm just reaching for these because it's convenient and it's easy. And I love how you said, you know, just pause and stop and take it to the Lord. Because when we do that, chances are it's going to detour us from actually reaching for that thing or going into the kitchen or standing in front of the pantry when we do. And and oftentimes too, I'm like, I'm hungry. And so we go for what's quick and easy. And so that's something I need to make sure that I go for something that's better for me when those hunger pains start to kick in too. Yeah. And I think being in tune with how we feel after we eat something is really important. That's one thing I've been trying to I don't want to say teach my kids, but talk to them about because they do. They, I mean, we're in Texas. They love Whataburger. They love, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. they love wings and fries and, and that's fine. Like I, I don't want to create issues surrounding that. So I don't talk about it a lot, but I was just having the conversation with one of my kids the other night about, I'm like, well, notice how you feel when you have this stuff, because that to me is incentive to take the extra time to get God's foods rather than, you know, food that, that is a plant Mm -hmm. rather than that was made in a plant to quote Michael Pollan on that. And once I start realizing how my body responds to his foods rather than foods that he did not make Mm -hmm. or that have been refined so much that's incentive for me to make a better decision. So good. Most of the time, not all the time, (laughs) but most of the time. That's keeping the end game in mind, in perspective. How am I going to feel at the end of this? And I think if we lived life with that kind of thinking, (laughs) we might be making better choices. Yeah. Well, and then realizing that some foods just work really well for us and some don't and, and recognizing that. I mean, my listeners on my podcast know that my very favorite fueling food is sweet potatoes. Like they make me, they help me sleep better. They help me perform better when I was running a lot. Like I could, I would guarantee have a great run whenever I had sweet potatoes and it took a while to kind of figure that out. Mm. But they're kind of a pain to cook. I mean, it's not like you can just grab it out of the refrigerator yeah, and, and make it. Meal prep. Yeah. Like you got to, yeah, you got to put some effort yeah. into it. And, and, you know, but to me, it's worth it. Yeah. So good. How about some, maybe some scripture verses that you love to share to give us a better health perspective for this year of 2021 and just kind of leaving the listeners with a takeaway? 
Yeah, I have two that I actually use in a 14 day devotional that's kind of focused on health and body image that I have. And I can give you the link if you want it. But one of the scriptures that I love is 2 Corinthians 10, 5. Uh, We demolish arguments and every pretension that sets itself up against the knowledge of God. And we take captive every thought to make it obedient to Christ. What that scripture means to me is when I start doubting my body or second guessing how I'm moving or eating, it's taking that thought and and taking turning it back to, am I treating my body so I, it can do what it's called to mm-hmm. do or what I'm called to do? And, you know, there are times that I am moving it the right way and I am fueling it really well. And I still, you know, if I catch myself in between hanging up a towel and, and putting on my clothes for the day, I'll look in that mirror and be like, ugh. Mm-hmm. And so that's when I will take that. And I'm like, no, Amy, you're doing what you are treating your body so that way you can do whatever God's purpose is for you. Taking that captive mm-hmm. and and putting it where it belongs and focusing on on the truth and like you said, the end game. Yeah. Yeah. And being the best version of you. I remember somebody telling me right. that and I'm like, that's right. Being the best version of me and whatever that looks like because I've been uniquely made by God. So I'm going to use what God has given me. You're being the best version of yourself, not trying to be like Tracy over here or Samantha or whoever, you know, that you're comparing with. Yeah. Or the girl that you taped up on your mirror. I mean, (laughs) (laughs) yeah, of you. Yeah. The best version of you. That's great. And then the other one that I love is uh, Philippians 4, 8. And I know people have heard these scriptures before, but you know, the one thing that I love about scripture is the Holy Spirit will speak it to you in different ways and where your different seasons and how it fits you right then and there. So this one, um, you know, Paul wrote and it says, finally, brothers and sisters, whatever's true, whatever's noble, whatever's right, whatever's pure, whatever's lovely, whatever is admirable. If anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think about such things. And I feel like this is such a great example of thinking Mm -hmm. positive thoughts. You know, science is showing that we can retrain our brain to be uh, more positive. We can create neural pathways that didn't exist when we are intentional and when we quite literally train our brain by thinking positive thoughts. And I feel like Paul, 2000 years ago, was teaching us to think positive Mm -hmm. thoughts, you know, true, honorable, pure, lovely, admirable, just, excellent, praiseworthy. Like these are all really positive Mm -hmm. things. And when I take that in relation to my health Mm -hmm. and in particular to my relation to my body, uh, I think that that can really help form a more positive outlook so that I'm honoring the intricacies that he created in me. So I then I can do what he's wanting me to do. Because Jamie, there I think there are so many women out there who are not hearing what God wants them to do because they're so mm-hmm. distracted by what they feel yeah. they can't. So good. Yeah. And the prohibitives that they think their body has. And it might be that you know, that they need a little bit of, you know, conditioning or walking and, you know, simple movement to get their body where they are. But there's, but I just feel like the enemy, oh, he's just got us there so much. And, um, 
Yeah. Yes. Because when we're so focused on ourselves, we can't be focused on other people and loving other people. And then, you know, the takeaway, boy, I mean, I just feel like I could talk all day about this kind of stuff, but I think I will sum it up Mm -hmm. with one of the things that I say at the beginning of my episodes, which is your eating and your movement and your body don't have to be perfect. You just need to be able to do what you're called Mm -hmm. to do. We get caught up in this perfection. We get caught up in thinking that there has to be this one way, that there's all these rules that we need to obey. But really, it comes down to moving our body in a way that brings us joy, because that's how God designed us to move it, and fueling it with the foods that God put on this earth, and then using those so we can go live out the purpose that he has for us. I love it, Amy. I enjoyed talking with you so much. And for you guys listening here, thanks for joining us. Uh, go on Amy Connell's website. What's your website, Amy? It's gracedhealth.com, G-R-A-C-E-D, health. And I'm Graced Health on Instagram and on Facebook. And I don't have the energy for Twitter and I'm too old for Snapchat. So, (laughs) Oh my goodness. That's me too. Oh my goodness. I love it. You have a free download breaking some of the health rules, the things we were talking about that we may be familiar with hearing, but are so false and aren't true. And yes, I love how you show why this does not work and why this is not true. And for us to stop thinking that way. And I love how you've shined that light and changed that around for us and given us a fresh perspective, especially for this new year of 2021. Oh, I had so much fun. Thank you, Jamie. I really appreciate it. And I do have too, I this 14 day devotional, if yes. people are interested in that, they can get that at the devotional is gracedhealth.com slash devotional. The shame free health is gracedhealth.com slash bad rules altogether. B-A-D-R-U-L-E-S. So good. You have a lot of things for our bodies and emotionally and spiritually as well. That's so great. And I'll have all these links on yes. there so others can just hop on there and click on that. And thank you for sharing your story with us and all the knowledge and wisdom that you have gained here so that we can be encouraged. Uh, Well, thank you for having me on to share them. Thank you so much for listening today. I trust that God has encouraged you through this message. For more information on this ministry and to access free downloads, please visit my website at jamieelizabeth.com and sign up. You can also find me on Instagram and Facebook at jamieelizabethshespeakslife. That's J-A-Y-M-E Elizabeth She Speaks Life. Until next time, my friends, I pray God reveals himself through your own life story.